You are listening to the Jewel City Podcast. To help spread the gospel of Jesus, give us a five-star rating. That'll help bump us up in the podcast platforms. Additionally, make sure you share it with your friends. In this podcast, we're going to hear a Sunday morning message. This morning, I want to share the word that I believe the Lord has laid on my heart. And I want to read from Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16. Uh, Would you stand again for the reading of the word? I know it's like a workout center, but. You know, uh, we're going into Thanksgiving weekend uh, week. The title of the message is Live Rich. That's who you are. We are rich, and we're going to find out how rich today. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. We are blessed to have Jim and Pam Tomasic. They've ministered all over the world. They're here with us today, and I'm asking Jim to bless the reading of the word. Heavenly Father, you are a holy God, and we are not. And uh, we are, that creates a huge problem for us. And we are thankful that you are a problem-solving God. We thank you that you've removed all the barriers between us and you. And you offer love and forgiveness and eternal life. We thank you for your word. We thank you that you are a good and kind and compassionate God. And may you bless Pastor Robert in his reading and teaching of the word today. And may you speak to each one of us and draw us closer to you. And it's in the wonderful and matchless name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Somebody say, live rich. I don't know why I'm nervous this morning. Been going a couple weeks. Uh, I've observed rich people and how they live and how they think differently. We've been blessed to go into the Caribbean a few times And some of these people have their own yacht. And when they get there, they have their own home on the beach that's valued in millions of dollars. And the yachts have helicopter pads on top so they can land their helicopter. They've got a little crane on the top where they can lift their own ski boat and set it on their yacht. Is anybody living like that? If you are, how come you've not invited me on your vacation? So not only do they live different, they think different. There's over 2,000 billionaires in the world. Together, those 2,000 billionaires hold $7 trillion, or 4% of the world's total wealth. I don't know if I'll say his name right, Elon Musk. $271 billion. He's worth 271. Can anybody even write that? The man from Facebook, he's worth $205 billion. Billion. You don't think they live different? You don't think they think different? They got gourmet kitchens and they don't cook. They got a chef that cooks for them. They think a little bit different than we do. Now, very important. 
I'm not speaking anything negative about a billionaire. Not at all. There is nothing wrong with having money. If you got more than you can handle, you give me a call, I'll help you out. Very important though that I wanna get into your spirit as we go into the week of Thanksgiving. The humblest child of God has a larger portfolio than the richest person on earth that is without the Lord. Nothing wrong with having billions, but I pray that they got the Lord. So you and I have the riches of Christ. We have the riches of God. Our Father that created all things. Someone say amen and give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. So when you think of the richest people on earth, you ought to think of yourselves. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you're looking rich today. If you are a born again believer, you are rich. If you are here this morning and you do not know Jesus Christ, you are not wealthy in any way, shape or form. But at the end of the message, you'll be given an opportunity to be introduced to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and you can leave, you can kneel down as a beggar and leave this building as a billionaire in Jesus' name. Give him a hand and a shout of praise. Those who know and love Christ are heirs of God, is what the Bible says. Co-heirs of Christ, of an incalculable riches. We can't even begin to imagine how rich that we are. Romans 8 and 17 said, and if children, then heirs of God and join heirs with Christ. I want you to take a moment and think about, well, how could you take a moment and think about the billions of blessings? It takes all day long and all week long and all year long, I could stand here and share the blessings of God. I laid before God this morning and thanked him that I had another Thanksgiving, another year that I could sit around the table with my family, that the stroke that the devil sent my way didn't take me out. I'm rich in Christ. I'm rich in Christ. I pray today that the Spirit of God would get a hold of you and you'd realize how rich you are. You've got billions of blessings. And then when you think about that, you think about the billions of years when we get to heaven that we'll be able to enjoy the presence of God. Somebody, if you're rich in God's house, give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Shoo! God is good. We don't even, can't even begin to imagine Somebody said, several people said this morning, did you have a good vacation? My answer is I'm on vacation every day. Every day of my life. And we can't imagine when this journey is over what the next journey will be like through eternity. The rich blessings of God is the promises of God of eternal life. My goodness, 1 Corinthians 2 and 9. I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. They're not prepared for those that do not love him. This is not just some watered down word today. You either know him or you don't know him. You either serve him or you don't serve him. There's no in between. We heard a message that the fence, a lot of people want to straddle the fence. The devil owns the fence. He said, if you're lukewarm, I'll spew you out. He wants you to be on fire, fire. He wants you to serve him with everything that you got. This is the theme of Ephesians. Ephesians has six chapters, which divided into two sections. 
Chapter one through three describes how rich we are in Christ. Chapters four through six tells us how we should then live. Remember, rich people live differently than others. I encourage you to read the first three chapters of Ephesians and underline each reference to riches. Underline each reference to wealth and inheritance and so forth. I'll share just a few of them with you. You'll come across phrases like these in those first three chapters. Blessed, somebody say blessed. In the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ, you come across phrases that says his glorious grace which he has freely given us. I don't know about you, but I'm thankful for the grace of God because I was nothing. I, I was lost and undone, messed up, should have been locked up. But by the grace of God, I'm standing here today greater than a billionaire, blood-bought, saved, got my name written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. He's my king. He's my father. Give him a hand and a shout of praise. in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he has lavished on us, that you were marked in him with a seal. He's lavished us, the boundless riches of Christ. Coming to the end of this section, the apostle Paul, he burst into a prayer. And I pray that this prayer would get all over you today. It's one of the Bible's great, greatest strength passages. He prayed that the Ephesians would realize how rich and how strong they were. And there's a lot of people in this room going through some difficult times today. But I pray through the help of the Holy Spirit that he'll guide my lips and your ears will be open and you will leave in the middle of your storm realizing how strong and how rich you are. And when God is with you, nobody can be against you. Do you hear me? So he burst into a prayer in Ephesians chapter three, verse 16, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. The first request in his prayer was for strength. And you and I need strength. I've needed strength like I've never needed it before this past year, but he's an on time God. Even when I didn't feel like rejoicing, even when I didn't know what the outcome was gonna be, he was still there, do you hear me? He was still there, he's still there for you in the cancer battle that you're in. God will take care of you. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise in the house of God. The first request is for strength and power in the inner man for the strength and power of God's spirit, for his presence and his power in our, in our lives. This old body, it, it, Rusty said to me this morning, he said, how you doing, Pastor? I start telling him, I mean, I got stuff going on every time I turn around. I can't hardly walk, my left foot hurts. My, my, my aunt, she's 90, she said, does it look like a corn? I don't know what a corn is. I, I know corn on the cob. I tell Rusty, he said, it's tough getting old, ain't it? Huh, anybody getting old in the house? We're not getting old, we're getting closer home. Hey, give God a hand and a shout of praise. Ha <laughs> ha, it's good to be home. Woo, the source of strength. You're not gonna get it in a bottle. You're not gonna get it in a pill or Dr. Feelgood. The source of strength, I'm talking about strength that will conquer 
Strength that is powerful. You'll get it from the Holy Spirit of God. You won't get it from me, you won't get it from the choir, but you'll get it from the Spirit of God. We've prayed that the Spirit of God will be loose at Jewel City Church. We'll walk up and down every aisle, visit every house, touch every family, row out of here like a river, and flood the surrounding towns. I believe that greater things are still coming our way. He is worthy. Give him a hand and a shout of praise. Note that he deals within the inner man of the believer. The old man is dying day by day, but every day the inner man is getting stronger. The closer you get home, the stronger you become. Ephesians 3 and 20, now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the what? To the power that worketh where? In us. In us. Get your head up. Get your head up. Greater is he that lives in you than he that lives in this world. COVID is on its way out. I'm telling you, we've had it long enough. I'm a little bit confused about that. In the airport, they keep making this announcement coming over and over and over while we're waiting on a flight. Make sure you stand six feet apart from the person next to you, six feet. But then they put you on an airplane and pack you in like sardines. I said, what is up with that? Huh? Someone look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, he better move on. He probably gonna make somebody mad. They might be a handful of you. God strengthen us with power through his Holy Spirit. Power, somebody say power. The word power is the Greek word dynamis. Dynamis. How many remember the show, what was his name? He'd say it's dynamite, remember that? Jimmy Walker, but what was his, his name on the show? What is it? JJ. Anybody remember JJ? Yeah, you young ones are looking around saying, I ain't got a clue. He'd say, it's dynamite. What we got living in us is greater than dynamite. Do you hear me? And we need to get that in our spirit. The word power is the Greek word dynamis, which is where we get our English word dynamite and dynamic. And this term is mentioned in the New Testament over a hundred times. Somebody's trying to tell us something. And it's translated by several English words which include just a few power, might, strength, ability, and authority. Not only do you have strength, power, and might, but you have authority. You can speak life or you can speak death. You can speak the things that are not as if they were. Do you hear me? You have got authority. And the problem is we don't activate it. We have got to activate the authority and the power that lives within inside of us. We stopped and we bought a gift card uh, for a family while we were gone and, and we mailed it to them and, and that card is no good. Even though they have the card in their hand, it is no good unless it is activated. And what you and I have inside of us can lay dormant if we don't activate it. You can hear the word every day of the week. You can study the word. You can go to every church conference. But until you realize that the power lies within inside of you and you've got to activate it, it will never do you any good. 
Somebody say amen. You gotta activate it. It's the only way we can overcome the flesh with all of its weaknesses. The Holy Spirit is the only way that you and I can conquer temptation, that we can conquer sin. The Holy Spirit that lives within us is the only way we can conquer troubles and trials, disease and suffering, grief and death. We are all going to die, every one of us. But to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. That's because of the dynamite that's inside of us. Oh my goodness. I'm trying to contain myself. It's been a couple weeks since I preached and it's hard to hold back. The believer must be strengthened with the power in order to break loose. I, 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 I believe we need to break loose. I believe we need to break out. Break out of some things that's held us back, some bondage, uh, some things that's got us down where the devil tried to take my joy. He tried to take my confidence, uh, but I've had a breakthrough. Uh, I've had a break loose. Uh, I've had a break out. Uh, get thee behind me, Satan. You've got to take your authority. You've got to take your authority. You've got to take captive your thoughts. You've got to tell the devil who you are and who you belong to. Give him a hand and a shout of praise. You gotta focus. You gotta focus on the eternal, eternal promises. And I love this scripture and I use it every time I do a funeral and I'm not, I'm not doing a funeral today. Revelation 21 and four, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. And there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain for the former things are passed away. You've got to take captive your thoughts. You gotta realize what is inside of you, who is inside of you. You gotta realize at the end of the journey, God will wipe away every tear. You gotta realize when you're going through the desert uh, that the pain is about to leave. Do you hear me? We get all bent out of shape when somebody dies that we love that knows the Lord, but uh, can I tell you, cancer will be gone. Uh, uh, no more oxygen in heaven, uh, no more stents. Uh, do you hear me? Absent from the body, I said it, be present with the Lord. A brand new body and a brand new mind. This is not our home. This is just a place that we stop by where this old ship of Zion is sailing and we'll not stop till we get to the other side. Anybody on that ship, give him a hand and a shout of praise. I want you to note how the New Testament writers use this word, dynamis. The dynamis of God is what saved us. Remember that word, means power. Romans 1 and 16, I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the what? It is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. I am not ashamed of the gospel. And I don't stand and proclaim that just in the church house. I'm not ashamed of the gospel in Panama City, Turks and Caicos, uh, Gypsy, West Virginia, Atlanta. It don't matter. I am not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power that has transferred my life. It has changed me and it's changed you. The word gospel means uh, the good news. Uh, good news from God himself sent from heaven through Jesus. It is the power that saved you. It is a power that has sanctified you, justified you. It's a power of God. Give him a hand and a shout of praise in the house of Jewel City. The writer said the dynamis of God's power is our witness. Acts 1 and 8, 
When Jesus said you will receive what? Power. When the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses, live like you're rich. Think like you're rich. Don't be ashamed of the gospel. Don't be ashamed of your inheritance. My goodness, if you got a letter in the mail that said you had inherited a million dollars, you'd run up and down the street, you'd call Aunt Bertha, you'd call Aunt Bubba, and you or Uncle Bubba. Well, that might work today, but I better get away from that. You'd let them know. You'd let them know. You laugh now, but it's gonna get quiet. A lot of you go to work and nobody knows. Nobody. If they don't know, then you might want to come back to the spout where the glory comes out because when God moves in, you can't keep him undercover. He's not a secret service God. When he shows up, everybody knows. Somebody didn't like that. Ah, the dynamis of God makes us overflow with joy and peace. Some of you look like you need some dynamis. Sometimes we look like we've been baptized upside down in a fence post hole with pickle juice. The dynamis of God makes us overflow with joy and peace according to Romans 15 and 13. May the God of hope, do you hear me? May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the what? By the power of the Holy Spirit. You got hope. The author, he's the author of our hope. He's the foundation of our hope. He is the builder of our hope and he is the finisher of our hope. All of our hope is in Jesus. Give him a hand and a shout of praise. The dynamis of God gives us confidence and I needed it. And I never dreamed that I'd have lost confidence. I've been, I ain't been cocky. Well, maybe I was sometimes, but I've had confidence in everything I've did in my life. And the devil tried so many different avenues in the last 28 years to take me out, seriously, through different situations. And, and none of it worked. But he, and I didn't even realize until my wife spoke it into my life. And she said, the, you've lost your confidence. But that Holy Spirit was inside of me. And you just got to activate it. 2 Timothy 1 and 7 says, for God has not given us the spirit of fear. But of power, there's, there's that word again, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Too many of God's children have no power. Walking around like a battery, it's dead. Dynamis. The dynamis of God is what provides every single thing that we need. I don't, I honestly don't need anything. I needed a new pair of shoes. Pastor Darren had these on when he preached the revival. His was blue. What are they called? Cohans or something like that? Something like that? Cohan, Cohan, Jam, something. I said, Darren, I like them shoes. Where'd you get them? He said, I got them in Florida. I said, praise God, I'm going there next week. I said, where'd you get them? He said, Dillard's. That scared me right there. 
I went in Dillard's, they was $275. I said, I wouldn't pay that for the whole cow. But my wife, she's, she got a vision from God. We got outlets right down the street. They had a Cohan, Cojan, whatever store right there. Same shoe, right down the street, $119. Yeah. You know why? Because I'm rich. Huh? Anybody rich in the house, give God a hand. Come on, give God a hand. Stand with me, would you? Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, this does not mean he's closing. <laughs> oh, man. The dynamis of God keeps us going when we are attacked. Anybody ever been attacked? Raise one hand. Anybody ever been attacked more than once? Raise both hands. Anybody ever feel like you're just under attack all the time? Raise both hands, both feet. Right? I say it all the time. You guys laugh every time I say it. Somebody come to the piano. Please look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, that don't mean anything either. The dynamis of God keeps us going when we are attacked by adversity. And just because you are saved does not mean you will not be attacked because you will be attacked even greater. But Paul wrote this in 2 Corinthians 12 and 9. My grace is sufficient for you. And then what's he say? For my power, God's power, that word, dynamis, is made perfect in weakness. Ephesians 3 and 16, he strengthens us out of his glorious riches. When Christians, Christ followers, think of their wealth, I want you to think of your wealth for a second. They should see heaven-bound people. When they look at us, they should see heaven-bound people with joy. When they look at us, they should see a relationship with God that will never end. When you think about your riches, think about a relationship with God that will never, ever end. When you think about your wealth, think about the constant access that you cannot buy. And it will never fail. Access directly into the throne room of God by the name of Jesus. When you think of your wealth, you ought to think of your precious promises no amount of money could acquire. And I pray that every one of those billionaires, I pray that they know the Lord. I also pray they make Jewel City their home church. All right, that's another story. <laughs> Forgive me, Lord. <laughs> When you think about your riches, you ought to think about a book that is more priceless than silver and gold, written thousands of years ago and the author is still alive. When you think about your riches. When you think about your riches, you ought to think about a personal guide that leads you. The Holy Spirit will lead us. When you think about your riches, you ought to think about a peace that surpasses all understanding. How many's ever had that peace in your life when everything fell apart and you didn't know what to do? 
Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, we're really rich. When you think about your riches, you ought to think about an eternal home described as mansions laid up for us in heaven whose builder and maker is God. We went through a place in Panama City and, and, and it was just incredible. They had cobblestone streets and the architect, it was amazing. And, and you knew you had to be worth like, you know, $1.250. That's a little joke, right, Lynn? And my wife just was on and on about the architect. She loved it. It was incredible. I've never seen anything like it. But we can't imagine our riches in Christ. We are co-heirs. We are heirs. <laughs> We're about to leave this world. It won't be long. Then we'll see things that we've never, ever seen before. We're surrounded by a beautiful river here at Mosby Cove the West Fork River. <laughs> we just put black top through the new senior development into my father's house. There's a crystal river. There are streets of gold. See, when you're in Harrison County and you got brand new black top, you live in rich. <laughs> Gates of pearl. Walls of Jasper. And all of us will live in a mansion. But most of all, the Lord will be there. So as you go into this week of Thanksgiving, consider yourself greater than a billionaire. Consider yourself rich. You may not have a yacht. You may not have a boat, motorboat. You may not have a rowboat. You may not have a bathtub. <laughs> but you are rich. I'm rich to be a part of your life. Give God a hand. I got three more pages, but the Holy Spirit says, let me work. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Nobody looking around. First of all, to every believer in the house, I want you to be honest. Have you? felt maybe a little defeated this year? Have you felt a little discouraged? Have you had a few battles? Just slip your hand up high. Slip your hand up high. That's what I figured. All over the building. This altar is open and you don't have to stand six feet apart. You can come and kneel to cross. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, there's something special. Let me go back here and say, there's just something special about stepping out and coming to an altar. Something very special. Very special. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, I don't know your heart, but if you don't know Jesus, friend, you're worse than a beggar. You're worse than a homeless individual because a homeless individual can know Christ. So today, right where you're at, and I'm, I'm not going to come to you, I'm not going to drag you down to this altar, I'm not going to ask you to step out of your seat, but I am going to ask you, if you need to ask Christ in your heart, you need to ask Christ to forgive you of your sins, would you raise your hand real high? Raise your hand real high. I see that hand. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Can we turn up some house lights, please? Every head still bowed. Somebody else? Somebody else? 
think I missed somebody there. Somebody else, if you raised your hand, would you do that again, please? Yes. As every head is bowed and ma'am, you just raised your hand, I, I just want you to look at me, is all I want you to do. Raise your head and move, that's right. I wanna tell you that the Lord loves you. He loved you so much, he gave his life that you could have life and have it rich. No matter where you've come from, no matter what's going on in your life, where you've been, God still loves you. Pray this prayer with me out loud. Would you take your friend by the hand? Would you do that? Would you take her? Yes, yes. And pray this prayer with me. See, when you touched her and she looked at you, you just made a public confession. And I want you to pray this prayer with me and mean it from the bottom of your heart. Lord Jesus, today, I ask you to forgive me, to cleanse me. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. And from this day forward, I'll do my best to live my life for you. In Jesus' name, and amen. I'd like to welcome you to the family of God. The greatest, the largest family, the family of God. Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast. 